Hello and welcome to YAF Podcast, the yet another Final Fantasy Podcast. My name is Antonin Januska. I am the host of this podcast, and we are on Season 5, Episode 16, which means we're playing Final Fantasy Advance, Final Fantasy V Advance, and we're on Episode 16, which is the submarine. And it's called a submarine because it requires a lot of submarine travel, so I figured that would be the good name for it we'll visit a couple of locations but yeah without further ado let's get into it so in the last episode we did not have the opportunity to go into gill's cave or sorry not gill's cave guido cave uh it's called gill shrine in the snes version but it's called guido cave in the gba version um we it's it's a cave that's all the way up on the bottom of the ocean and because we're in a submarine and we can kind of move around we have a brand new map that we can explore and we can find this cave pretty easily. Once I found the cave, uh, there was a puzzle with chests. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I did not bother figuring this one out. I just looked up what I needed to do. It was basically like moving heavy rocks between chests until you know one thing happened and another thing happened and eventually you know, we got to where we needed to. Um, we got to a pond, uh, we jumped in toward a turtle and then we teleported. After we disappeared and reappeared, we see Guido the turtle in front of us and we walk up to the turtle. Now, what happens here is that Bart starts hitting the turtle. It looks like it's for fun because the turtle's like not answering, but the turtle is actually the sage and we can talk to the turtle. Uh, so Guido was actually a turtle sage. And here's where we get some exposition that I've just been dying to have in this game. And I'm so happy to finally have it. So apparently X-Death is looking for something in the great forest of Moore. M-O-O-R-E. So it's like more with an E, uh, with two O's, whatever. It's a sentient forest and it's where X-Death was born, which kind of gives us this, this mystery of like, who was X-Death? Like, who birthed them? Who were his parents? And so on. But as we know in Final Fantasy games, not all of our questions are going to be answered. Uh, so this question was definitely not answered at this point. So X-Death was sealed for 500 years in the forest by by the turtle and then he broke out uh, and then he got sealed by the dawn warriors on earth so kind of a plot twist here that x-death has been around for quite a while and i'm i mean if x-death was around 500 years ago and got sealed by the turtle i'm guessing that there were a variation of the light or dawn or dusk or twilight warriors at some point that sealed him 500 years ago at least that is very much my, um, you know, assumption here that this is kind of like a continuing thing. One thing to keep in, one thing that I'm like reminding myself of is this idea like most of the previous games didn't really have these like long lasting enemies, if that makes sense. Like in Final Fantasy II, the Emperor is a mortal. That means that, you know, the Empire has been in shambles for 20, 30 years, maybe something like that, or maybe not even that long since the, the main castle of the Resistance got attacked, you know, at the beginning of the game. In Final Fantasy III, I kept thinking that, oh, you know, this is the, the, planet has been on a, in a on a standstill for you know an immeasurable amount of time and then we find out that actually the light warriors came from the original world so again it might have been maybe 20 years like not a very long time maybe it was longer and i missed something but they made it feel like it was you know not a very long time so it's final fantasy 3 and final fantasy 4 again they make it feel like a very long time but again golbez 
everything start like the the entire plot and backstory of the of Final Fantasy IV started with Golbez being a young child. So again, like you're not talking about a hundreds of years kind of situation. Final Fantasy One, right? Like that may be the only exception so far, right? Exception, even though it's the first one, where I don't really know how long. I mean, the fiends were thrown forward what is it like 1500 years so again i'm thinking that the fiends the fiends might have been around for a few hundred years that is one exception that i think is there but most of the other games make it feel like there's an ancient history but there wasn't in the case of this game there definitely was so i thought the ancient history was 30 years ago but no 500 years ago is when x death first like became an issue so Gita tell, tells us now we have to dis- definitely destroy X-Death because he already broke out of the seal. So it's not like we can seal X-Death back in. X-Death was sealed in the forest, then, then X-Death was sealed by the crystals. And now, you know, X-Death was able to conquer both of those. There's nothing left. We have to destroy him. Um, that's when we find out that Exeth is definitely in the Forest of Moor and it's time for us to go. But before we go, Guido gives us the Guardian Branch, which is, I believe it's a branch from one of the trees in the Living Forest. And it guards us or protects us against the Living Forest itself so that we can actually enter into the forest. I mean, again, it's a Living Forest. So th- this is like um, a little signal that, hey, everything's, you know, um, we're fine. We can come in. We took the, I took the submarine out for a spin, um, definitely went straight to the Moor village. It's a beautiful little town. Um, I was walking around and I fought a monster and I got leveled up and I realized that my summoner is at 100%. Like my summoner is fully leveled up. It turns out that, I, that you can level up, I guess, each skill, what, six levels max? I don't know if every skill or every job is different, but six levels for e for for the summoners which meant that there was no reason for me to keep being a summoner it, i could use the summoner ability without being a summoner and it, since my summoner ability was at its peak there was no reason for me to keep going with that so i, I changed I, I was not expecting it and i did change that character and i don't have it here um but oh, i have it in my notes a little bit later but i changed lena who was the summoner into a chemist uh because i was like well I need to I need to figure out something else to do. Uh, there was a piano at the Moor Village, which meant that I got to level up my piano skills. And we I talked to a few uh, NPCs. I found out that there are wood sprites that hide in the living in the trees in the living woods. Uh, that was an interesting thing to find out. Um, got a major upgrade of, to my armor. I spent all of my money. Went around to grind some more. Spent all of it again. Uh, my whole party is just decked out this is one of my favorite parts of the game when i like catch up money wise and like i'm at a very good place with my leveling system i i love it um i also found out that uh i, I realized that in i think it was the dra dragon veil or maybe even in the barrier tower i collected a lot of dragon fangs and that was the reason why i chose lena to be a chemist thinking that dragon fangs are used for something but i i, I haven't explored that to be honest i remember the dragon fangs in final fantasy 3 i think it was dragon fangs but they allowed us to walk through like these invisible b- barriers that's ob- obviously not here the town also offered new spells mostly it had the ga offensive spells um so there was like a fira ga instead of uh, a fira so i had fire and fira and now i finally got the fira ga and the thundega and the 
uh, Blizzaga or Blizzaga or whatever spells, which meant that my magicians were just like top of the line. Again, just like so exciting. I made it to the Moore Forest. Uh, the Moore Forest is like a foresty area that once you enter, it becomes like a zoomed in section again. So this game definitely like took took advantage of what I was hoping would become more of Final Fantasy, where you have more zoomed in areas and less zoomed out areas, so to speak, like zoomed out being overworld. In like Final Fantasy 1, it was mostly overworld and dungeons and towns. Um, in this game, you have... You know, you had the desert where you had the desert where you could go um, and walk around uh, like zoomed in. You had different like grassy areas and this forest. The graphics of this forest were really awesome. They did another one of those things where there's like an x-ray circle around your character, meaning that you can look through trees, so to speak. So there are trees that are really tall and you feel like you're going to like walk into a tree and there's like this circle that reveals that area to you, which is nice and convenient. Um, I was wondering about it. I was wondering about like how all of this works. Um, instead of doors, uh, if you wanted to go between one area and another, um, there were these openings in trees. So kind of like with the wood sprites, if you do, if you do talk to like a tree or click, you know, press A on a, on a, on a tree, it'll open up and you go through this passageway to the next area through like this tunnel. Now, the, the, even though it's zoomed in, it's not a dungeon. So I couldn't use teleport, even though I tried to. Oh, and I wanted to mention the guardian branch. So when you, when I first walked in, there were a bunch of bushes standing in the way. And when I came up to it and, pre you know, click pressed A or whatever, uh, we presented the guardian branch and it, it made the bushes part so you can actually walk in. There was a safe spot and it was like a little fairy circle. So very lot of attention, like to graphics and to, um, these like small little details. I mean, a fairy circle for, I mean, that's just like a really cool safe spot. Um, so as we're walking around, there's an earthquake that happens. Ferris and Lena are knocked out or something. And then we've, then there's an entire forest that's on fire and there's another blast. And we find out X death is setting the entire forest on fire. This magician, this wizard is not messing around. This is like not a, not one of those, you know, he doesn't feel like one of those villains that are just, you know, very pompous and arrogant and talking about their plans and trying to be very special and, you know, wanting to explain what they're doing and whatever. No, no, no. This villain is very practical, destroying the entire forest, right? Like he got out of the, the seal twice already. He is destroying the forest. Um, when he was worried about us going to Guido, just sank the entire island. I mean, he had no way of knowing that we would have a submarine. But if I was a villain and I'm like, oh, I don't want anybody to fly over to this island. I mean, it might be an overkill to destroy the entire island, but Exteth is not messing around, you know? Um, walking around, there's a Moogle. We jump into a hole after it and we hide out in a cave with two Moogles um, so that we don't get caught in the fire. Uh, there's an HBMP waterfall uh, and a little lake. So, you know, we can heal and we can talk to the Moogles for a bit. And once we come out, the entire forest is burned down. So the graphics are very different from when we first entered the forest. Everything's like yellow and, 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 and there's no green anywhere. The trees don't have any of any tops anymore. It's just a burned down forest, but we have to keep going. So when, you know, headed toward the guardian tree, uh, the one that protects a seal, I don't know what kind of seal at this point, but, uh, the branch opens another bush, um, and the entire forest ended up restructuring and a hole appeared in a tree. 
once we walked in there, there are four things that are sealed. They get unsealed and they attack out. They attack us. At some point, I realized that not that we unsealed something, we fought the actual seals. And somehow we unsealed X-Death. I wrote this down and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, this doesn't entirely make sense to me. But we did unseal X-Death, some, some part of his power. The seals themselves were crystals, which totally makes sense because they used crystals on both planets and now there are no more crystals. It's kind of like Dragon Balls, I guess, right? <laughs> and now X-Death has crystal powers and the crystals attack us. The crystals use this special attack to push us against the wall. And we find out that Krill, Krill, Krilly, whatever, can feel the attack. Um, Moogle lets her know where they're at. Uh, the crystals do attack us, and then Krilly attacks X-Death when she gets there. So Krilly to the rescue again. Um, X-Death gets back up, and it looks like Krilly really did legit, like, kill him. But he came back, as he does, because he's immortal. So X-Death attacks Krilly with a circle of fire, and it slams her against the stones and against the walls, and she calls out for her grandfather. Uh, the crystal... The crystal attack uh, the party again. So we see the crystals are just like moving around and attacking. We're not actually fighting them. This is like a, more of a cutscene. Uh, but Galef ends up fighting it. He gets up and starts walking toward the crystal that's like pushing its energy against him. And we find out that if we dispel the attack, it'll break the crystal. And so Galef switches with Krilly in the circle of fire. Then the crystal closes around him. And then he's on fire. I know this is a little bit confusing, but it was a, it was a little bit confusing as I was doing this. But yeah, so the the circle of fire closed on Galef, and Galef became immortal basically. Um, and we fight X Death. Now X Death looks pretty interesting. He looks like a massive soldier. Uh, he looks like a massive Dark Knight, like a version of Dark Knight. So think about think of Golbez, but slightly different stylization and because of we were fighting x death in this golbez like fashion it reminded me of our first battle against golbez in final fantasy 4 and how that happened about two-thirds maybe three-quarters way through the game and i realized that's actually similar of the place of where we're actually at in this game so they kind of reused this this idea uh x, x death kills galif but Galef still stands. So Galef is at zero HP and we got to defeat X-Death bit by bit, very slowly using Galef's like limited powers. Galef at this point is still a red mage. He does end up um, defeating X-Death and three crystals get absorbed into X-Death and he disappears. So again, we already, Galef broke the crystal, the one crystal by walking toward it and dispelling the spell or dispelling the attack. The three others get absorbed inside of X-Death. And then it looks like Galef might be dead. X-Death disappeared. Galef is dying. And it's kind of a sad moment. Uh, Bartz uses Kuraga to try to revive um, Galef. Now, Bartz has no access to that actual spell. Lena uses Rays. Krill uses Phoenix Down and Elixir. But Galef disappears and he dies. So that's it. His big heroic stand was saving the rest of the party and literally defeating X-Death. I mean, that is wild. That's, that is wild. So Galef disappears. We come back to being a party. So, you know, uh, Bards, Lena, and Ferris become like one, one little sprite. Well, Krilly is broken down over Galef's death. We walk around and there are flashes. And Krilly thinks it's Galef. 
there's Galef's voice? Galef uses Guardian Tree's power to speak to Krilly. He sends something down from the sky. He tells her to stand with us. And that thing that was sent from the sky were Galef's abilities. So Krilly gets all of Galef's basically like abilities and, and levels and experience and all of that. And he says he'll always be in our heart. Um, we don't hear Galef's voice. Only Krilly does. So we kind of see her responding. At some point, she says um, something about X-Death. Like, oh, X-Death did this or did something, whatever. Like, there's a, she finds out a secret about X-Death. That's what it sounds like. And my immediate thought was, you know, is X-Death Krilly's dad? And that's before I realized that X-Death is 500 years old. That is forever. What if X-Death was like a party member with the turtle or something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know who X-Death is yet. Um, but I, I thought that there might be that secret. Um, in the end, though, we just find out that X-Death is just trying to destroy the crystals or something. I don't know. She goes for a Windrake, and that's kind of the part end of this, that part of the story. We basically, our goal now is to go find X-Death in his castle and stop him. But... That would be for next episode. And before I kind of end the, this section of the whatever this episode, I do want to say that I did do a quick optional quest, which was go to the Chocobo Forest. So there is one more spot going like um, under the water with a submarine where we can reemerge. And it is where the Chocobo Forest is. So um, I flew back to the Moor Village, uh, went to went to the submarine, um, got healed up, you know, or not, yeah, got healed up, I uh, bought the rest of the spells at the Moor village, and it was time to go. Uh, so as soon as I got to the section where the Chocobo Forest is, and I come down to, of the submarine, I went to the Chocobo Forest, and there, there was a female Chocobo, and we find out that we can't ride female Chocobos, and it, this is kind of like a little foreshadowing, so I'm wondering what is going to be special about this forest, and why we're going to have to come back there. If we're going to have to come back there, because fighting X-Death is going to be probably the last thing we do on this world. But the main reason why we came here was because the guide said that there is one more summon in this section. And it is, I don't remember the name of the character. And I don't even remember what they do, to be honest. Oh, they, they cast a petrification spell. It's an optional summon. Um, I walked around a bunch and just as I was deciding that I'm going to go skip the summon... Um, the summon like showed up and it was a random encounter and I died the first time and the second time I kill it, killed it almost on accident because I was just spamming Titan with uh, Lena um, and the second time around it was it was pretty easy I def uh, most of my characters were turned to stone but Lena was not and we were able to defeat uh, the, the enemy I don't remember the name of the monster in the guide it says Shout. But I, I know for a fact that's the SNES version. That is not the GBA name of that character. So, But yeah, now we have another summon. We have a petrification summon. So I wanted to uh, quickly also go over what my party looks like right now. So we have Bart, who's still a samurai. I kind of want to like max this out, even though I don't, I don't use any of the samurai abilities. In fact, I might actually switch back to ninja to use the throw ability because the Zen and Kage that the samurai does, I believe that's a samurai ability, is not very useful and the character itself is like not that great, at least in my opinion. Sometimes, um, I mean, the samurai does get critical hits and those are massive damage makers, so maybe that's why it's a good um, par party member to have, but otherwise... 
I don't know. I might go to something else once I finish leveling Bart's up. Lena is now a chemist. Uh, mo I mostly use Lena for the summoner ability and nothing really else, but she is a chemist and she can do other things. Um, I switched Krilly to be a dark, ma dark mage. Now that I understand how the party matchups and how the jobs work, I decided that Krilly should be a dark mage and um, kind of level up all of that dark magician, uh, all those dark magician abilities, especially now that I have like these extremely powerful, you know, Firaga, Blizzaga, and Thanda Thandega spells. Uh, and pretty much at that point, I'm guessing I'm going to switch back to White Mage and keep that leveled up. So I, I have Dark ma dark Magic and White Magic on Krilly right now. And Ferris is, Ferris is a Ranger, which I don't know what that does for me other than using bows. And those bows are as powerful as the Samurai attacks. So I'm, 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 I'm happy with it. Now, so we're nearing the end the end of world two and then we have world three and if you look at it i mean if you look at it like act one act two act three in in the sort of way world two like x death x death the x death battle that's upcoming is going to be the end of act two and world three is just going to be pure act three i don't want to say that world two in itself is act two i would say world one is act one Plus some of Act 2, if you're familiar with the three-act structure, where Act 1 is like the, the intro and exposition, kind of the hook into the story. Uh, act 2 is supposed to be, is the longest act. It's the act where you have, like, gaining party members is one thing that usually happens here. There's, like, a mid-act battle. Um, there's, almost, um, there's a climax point close to the end of Act 2, which would be, like, the, the fight against X-Death. Um, some powerful revelations. And Act three is mostly about resolving or getting to the yeah getting to the resolution of the entire story. So I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be fast paced. You know I I'm guessing it's gonna not fast paced but like I it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna definitely the story is gonna just go through the roof in terms of tension and everything else. Um, hopefully. So here's the thing. Do I have any um, predictions? For, for the game? I do. I I do. Uh, we are seeing X-Death. We learned that he was born 500 years ago. It's a toss-up between, yes, we're going to learn about what X-Death's actual like, background is, and no, we're not going to learn about it. We're going to have to, at some point, deal with the fact that X-Death is immortal, and why, and what does that actually mean for us, and, and the immortality most likely will have some kind of a background of okay, well, here's the real villain of this entire story. So I'm still waiting for that twist that there's going to be a twist. There's a real villain who is not X-Death, who, who has been like shoved into our face since the beginning of World 1. Uh, but instead, it's going to be some other ethereal type of character, uh, like uh, hate or... I mean, it's called X-Death, so I'm guessing maybe Death itself or a Grim Reaper of some sort um, that is going to be like x you know behind x death or like the bigger evil that we're gonna have to fight but that's that's kind of it i really do want to know the background of, of x death now i kind of gave up on bart's i mean like we find out about bart's as much as we're gonna find out lena and ferris we find out about them as much as we're gonna find out find out same with galif same with krilly like we don't know about krilly's parents that's like one thing and i don't know if we're gonna ever find out about krilly's parents Though it is now like a good time for us to get a background on a brand new character. So who knows? Who knows what will happen with that? 
Anyways, that's it for this episode. Um, I do want to mention something real quick. I went to Barnes and Noble today with a mask on, so you can tell that it, the pandemic is still going on. Um, you know, people are getting vaccines, things are opening up, but I had a mask on. Uh, there is a, this beautiful book, which is Final Fantasy one through six art and like all kinds of other details and information. It looks fantastic. And I am so going to buy that after I finish Final Fantasy six. I mean, that might be like six months from now, but I'm so buying it and I'm so excited to buy it because it looks fantastic. And it has like all these little details about the light warriors and the sprite art, the, the other, you know, the, the full art. And it's just, it looked really awesome. But anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do leave a review. That would be fantastic. Um, you can follow me on Twitter on twitter.com slash yaff podcast. That's Y A F F podcast. I do sometimes tweet on there. I've been trying to tweet more and more. Um, and until next time. <laughs>